All right, everybody. Are you ready for a spectacular show? Introduce the original bad hombre, the amazing nerd, the hardest working Antifa boys on George Soros's payroll. With Pablo Morale Martinez and Ernesto Mancibo, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. Great hair on my Is there? It's from your beard. Oh, it is from your beard. I hope that's from my beard. I don't have any. <laughs> like I don't rub my balls on my fucking microphones. Yikes! I do. Oh, anyway, really? uh, so <laughs> that's how you um. Nice uh, demonstration, Jamie, by the way. <laughs> That's why I got this blister on my lower leg. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Ouch. <laughs> this is all professional. <laughs> Jeez. And that's a great way to kick off the show. I'm Pav. I'm Ernesto. And together we are... Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes on yeah. Radio Free Brooklyn. Woo! With special guests. Right, I'm Jamie Verrami. I'm, I'm trying to imitate Pavel making fun of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Verrami, repeat guest. Once again, the guest we love to have. Um, glad to have you back in the studio with us. I think we should give him an official title. He should be the hand of RVT. The hand of RVT. That's that sounds right. cool. That's yeah. cool, yeah, yeah. He yeah. drinks beer, and he knows things. Oh, I like that. I like that a <laughs> lot. I'm the hand. I get, I get my ass kicked by, like, a bunch of stuff in Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Fucking Daredevil's going to be on your ass. <laughs> and he is back, yeah, so. Charlie yeah, Charlie Cox. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Look out. happy about that. I, I hope I hope he... Um, He'll be in Spider-Man. He'll be yeah, in that's what I'm really hoping. Like, that's the first uh, inkling, and then... Kevin Feige's just like, yeah, you see, I beat beat everybody to it. I told you he was there. I Kevin Feige is like, uh, he nerd. Yeah, he's an uber nerd who's a, like a master chess player. But the thing about that, the only reason why he's a master chess player is because the nerds announce his moves like five moves ahead. <laughs> so like because all the nerds were clamoring for Charlie Cox, and he was like. This is gonna make a lot of nerds happy. Fuck it, give you a little, gives you some cocks. <laughs> and then all the nerds are like, yeah. yeah. I wonder, I wonder how yep. MCU proper is going to interpret Daredevil going forward. Like, will they still keep the same style and um, visual quality that the Netflix version did, or will they like? totally CGI him up and do do him like the comics where he basically is attempting suicide but never succeeds in the comics. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, he just jumps off of buildings and, like, he's, he's a doing blind swan man. dives. He's, he's just doing, like, triple gainers <laughs> off of skyscrapers <laughs> and somehow, you know, doesn't splatter on That's the ground. That's true. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, you know what? Ha, ha, ha. I would love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they keep it consistent. I would think that's what they would want to do, right? Well, you know? here's the thing: is that like uh, a lot of people are 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 the nerdosphere is talking about how, uh, you know, it's too violent a show 
Daredevil to fit into the MCU. Mm. But the thing about that is with the new Moon Knight show that's coming out, they say that it's going to be like rated R action. Mm. It's going to be bloody. It's going to be brutal. So I'm just like, if they can make Moon Knight brutal, they can make Daredevil brutal. So I think that would be a smart move uh, on Marvel's uh, from Marvel's angle to try to get some R rated stuff in there because look, the, the main continuity it's very popular. A lot of people are into it, but you know, there, there's a certain fan base that wants something a little more uh, grittier. And I think that could also be a doorway for people who may not be as into the MCU, but they're just like, you know, always down for some violence and adult themes and are introduced into the MCU that way. And they're just like, Oh, there's this bigger world that's attached to this. And you know, more money for Marvel. Yeah. Well, well, they could put it on like, you know, if they want to branch into Hulu, because like Hulu's their Disney Plus is adult yeah, themed shit. Yeah, the subsidiary of Disney Corp. So uh, they could just put a bunch of Marvel shit on Disney Plus. That's I mean, on Hulu. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. true. They can definitely do that. Punisher. Uh, what? Punisher? Punisher? Well, oh, I don't. I don't the Punisher is the one holdout where I'm just like, I don't think they're going to do Punisher. Punisher is a very controversial uh, character, and uh, Kevin Feige likes to stay away from controversy, even though controversy seems to f- stalk him around like a shadow like it's like michael myers stalking <laughs> kevin feige around because you know he uh he like he's like let's make black panther 2 and then leticia writes like i don't believe in vaccinations oh. and it's like ding, ah, ding, ding, shit ding, ding, ding. Stab, stab, well she's just <laughs> so that's when um that's when he gets on the phone and he uh and he contacts uh what's his name uh is it Wilson Duke? I keep getting the name wrong. The the guy who played Mbaku. Um, I Winston Duke. Winston Duke. Winston That's Duke. right. The the blogosphere is saying that he has been tapped to be the new Black Panther in uh, the second movie, whereas originally it seemed like it was going to be Letitia, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's not going to happen for Letitia. Yeah, sorry, Letitia. And and I got to say, look, it's it's one thing for people to have their own beliefs. Obviously, but you know, to be to bring that to the workplace in such a manner, like, like I, I'm gonna sound like such an asshole, but sweetie, you gotta test the <laughs> you gotta test the waters. Like this is this is a fucking opportunity for your career. You're working with the MCU. You're you're a arguably a, a very pivotal character within that universe, yeah. and to like. Mm-hmm. Go out like this, like you should have been playing chess, you know, at least six D chess, I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, but now she's gonna be playing the six degrees of separation with when, <laughs> with how she gets COVID and who she gives it to. Uh she's let's hope she gets vaccinated soon. They might poochie her, man. <laughs> hey, speaking of Marvel, um I don't know if you guys did you watch Hawkeye yet? Yes, mm. we've watched yeah. Hawkeye. Um, yes. We we actually like? talked a little bit about it on the okay. previous episode with uh, yeah. with the first three episodes. But the first three, yeah, um, where they introduce Echo. I, I saw this last episode. What you? By the way, what did you think of this last latest episode with I didn't Elena? Watch the, the one that just came out like this week. Like, yeah. yeah, three days ago. I didn't see it yet. You didn't see no. it. Okay, oh, all right. okay. All right. But you can spoil it for me. It's okay. Uh. Why is it because you don't care about the characters? Or? I've read the comic book already. Oh right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> I, just, um, I assume some shit's going on. 
Well, spoilers. Uh, Yelena comes back, um, and it was a very disappointing. To me, it was like one of the most disappointing cameos. Uh, it it seemed like she wasn't even in the room. Uh, <laughs> it felt like they're just like uh, she's like I'm over here shooting something else, um, and they're just like that's okay. We'll bring you a green screen. You'll just jump around on it. Uh, and I'm just like wow. You know, just make a frowny face. You know, yeah. and then uh, and then whatever. And then yeah. this this episode happened. I, I'm just kind of like underwhelmed by Hawkeye and like, you know, it's like four episodes in, like they haven't dropped a real villain yet. Mm. Like the villain is like, kind of like, you know, it's, it's Lalo uh, Salamanca, like (laughs) doing his, uh, what's his name in the show? Jamie, he's like, uh, he's an old school, uh, he's swordsman, right? Yes. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. I mean, I like, I didn't hate the first three episodes. I wouldn't say I hated them. No, but I'm not saying I hate them either. I just find them to be incredibly underwhelming. Fair. Uh, Well, like Hawkeye is, you know, probably the most underwhelming character in all the whole the way they transition him on film. True. Yeah. True. True. I do like. I do like. You know, the new character though, or you know, well, Bishop. Yeah, Kate Bishop's character is. She's actress did a good job overall. I thought, yeah, mm, I think know. she Haley Steinfeld's doing a good job. She's got uh, a ton of charisma, but I, I don't disagree with you guys in regards to the expectations of this show. I uh, when I saw the original trailer, I was just like, I'm I'm not interested at all. I'll just let this one pass. But then I had nothing to do, and I think <laughs> over our group text, you guys were just like, you know, hey, you know, there's some there's some stuff in there, and I was just like, all right, I'll give yeah. it a shot, and I'm enjoying it for what it is. It's like, oh, this is a Marvel property. You see some familiar faces. They drop some familiar names, and that's it. If this had been, if this series had been any longer than six episodes, I'd have been like, "Fuck it, I'm not giving it this time." But you know, we've got two more eps to go, and that's it. Uh, this this latest episode, episode four, where Yelena showed up, um, they they didn't give her any lines. You know, she just she's just a, a warm body on screen. <laughs> but I appreciated. Hawkeye's uh, gravitas after you know she left the scene. He was just like, "Shit, just got real. Somebody pulled a contract on me. You you better get the fuck out of here, kid." Um, and I also appreciated how they tapped into Hawkeye's like his his ability to aim at shit is is uncanny on many levels. In the comics, he he was able yeah. to like lethally launch like his fingernails. At, at things and I feel like they touched on that in this episode with uh, the way he flicked that bottle cap at the TV and was able to turn it on and Kate Bishop was just like how the fuck did you do that you gotta teach yeah. me that he's just like hey, kid I put a lot of people in the ground with that one you know so <laughs> <laughs> well, the third episode with the Pym fucking arrow was, uh, the Pym arrow was yeah. really cool we discussed the last episode where we were just like uh, it was basically an act of terrorism <laughs> um and, uh, you know, everybody should like this is the kind of shit that uh, creates bad blood between the public and the Avengers. I mean, Jamie, imagine you're downtown, you're, you know, you're just shooting pictures as you do. And you're looking over at the Brooklyn Bridge trying to get a nice picture shot and you see a giant fucking arrow material. Like, awesome. I'll be the, <laughs> I mean, the asshole trying to take a picture of it. But. 
he's like, and then it will end up on like Pix Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all like, you know, we're all like, we've been like in a sense in Marvel privilege. Like we had some awesome shows this year. We had Wanda, yeah, Captain Falcon, Loki, yeah, yeah. Like, this is like the you know, like this is the last of the year here, and it's it's okay if it's a uh, you know, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, w- I wasn't sold right off the bat with the Hawkeye show. Like like you, I was, like like you, Ernesto, I wasn't, like, I saw the trailer for it, and it, to me it just was like, it's a Hallmark movie, <laughs> Christmas movie, with, uh, with Hawkeye in it. It's like, feel the holidays with, you know, Hawkeye. family cheer and, and some arrows, right? <laughs> And it's like, nah, I don't think so. Follow this heartwarming tale <laughs> of a murderer <laughs> who finds the Christmas spirit. Like, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I've had some weird Disney Plus. Like, I watched eight hours of Beatles. Eight hours of the Beatles. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I watched that twenty-minute thing they did on Mandalorian on uh, Boba Fett. I don't know if you watched that yet. No, no I haven't no, watched it. Like yet. the history of Boba Fett's like character. Oh, wow. It's like I'm a twenty-minute. D- I'm, like, I'm definitely gonna watch that. Check it out. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing was really cool though. Some interesting tidbits in like the early eighties of yeah. the character. I'm nice. uh, I'm psyched to to check that out. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, I've, anything having to do with Boba Fett, I'm in love. You know, I, I was one of those you know kind of Boba Fett diehards where I kind of like uh, um, before I saw any Star Wars, um, I, before I saw him in like uh, um, Empire and Return of the Jedi. Um, I had the toy and I was just like, I love this character. I've never seen this character in star Wars. And then I, my, my dad showed me, uh, empire and return of the Jedi. And I was just like, Oh my God, they killed him. Why, why they kill him? You know, Dude, but he so, didn't die. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Dude, you are a real <laughs> armor Stan. You know that? Yeah, no, definitely. Like, <laughs> like if somebody has cool armor, you're just like, I got to know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, well they, you know, that actually doc that they did the 20 minute doc watch it they actually debuted boba fett to the public before empire strikes back came out during a parade oh really was, oh i thought it was like the christmas special when they when no, they, they had a parade in like wherever in california with they had darth vader dressed up next to and boba fett wow and everybody was like what the fuck's that yeah <laughs> they thought he was a stormtrooper right because mm. he's he had an all-white armor no like, he had the he had the uh the green what was in the movie okay gotcha okay yeah. okay that's but, cool. Yeah, he was, wow. He was technically debuted in that parade and the cartoon. Yeah. Before, you know. <laughs> Holy shit. We're, we're, we're knee deep in nerd shit right now. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're deep in the, Sar- <laughs> the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, going back to Hawkeye, um, it, I, I think it's, it's an okay show. I just hope it like picks up and they're really hinting at the Kingpin. That's something I really want to see. Mm. Would you think they put Daredevil through this? No. Lore? No, definitely not. I, I I would be surprised if like Daredevil shows up where like Hawkeye's like, oh shit, I got found out as like a murderer who killed a bunch of people <laughs> and now I'm going to trial. Uh, who, 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 pray tell, can represent me? And it's like, Mad- uh, me, you know? <laughs> Just a real hard cut yeah. to Charlie Cox in its whole separate room. I'll take the case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Hang out. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, it's funny. I, I happen to be representing another like superhero. I don't know if you know him. And then credits and that. They'll uh, be like, oh, I subscribe would've... to Disney Plus if you want to get those final five seconds. Anyway. I, I thought I thought that um, the way you made it sound is like it's a hard cut to uh, dare like uh, Matt Murdock in his like his law office responding to no one because he can hear <laughs> Hawkeye from like 20 blocks away. <laughs> Well, look, I mean, so if it's like an empty room. He's like, I'll take the case. And Foggy's like, who the fuck are you talking to? If I was like Kevin Feige, um, if you're going to cast the same fucking actor, you might as well keep it consistent to what the hell is going on. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you Kevin, probably not. But Kevin Feige doesn't give a fuck, though, because he gave us uh, Quicksilver from the Fox universe. And then they were just like... You know, yeah, so. he just took a shit on, on boner. Yeah, I get it. He's a dick. Kevin <laughs> <laughs> Foggy's like, what you? What are you gonna do? Not watch our stuff? Come yeah, on. I know. It's a good show, guys. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what else? What else? Oh, 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 all right. So. Uh, one of the big things that uh, I wanted to get to this episode was uh, a show that dropped on Netflix a while back called Black. Uh, sorry, not Black Mass, Midnight Mass. Mm. And I was like, you know what, guys? Well, actually, that's not true. Jamie recommended that series to me, and I watched it a few weeks later, and then I recommended it to you, Ernesto. Yes. And then you finish it in like two days. Yes. Yeah. Boy, that show was fucking addictive. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I kind of want to like to talk a little bit about the show, given the current climate, the current political climate and how it relates to um, what's going on with regards to the um, the COVID vaccine and mm. how um we're being like people are basically being sold snake oil yeah. of uh you know passing disinformation off as information and like infecting the general populace mm. uh under the guise of being uh part of a a more holy crusade right yeah a more holy uh of a, a chosen a chosen path <laughs> yes yes <laughs> which uh you know if you for those of you who have seen uh midnight mass and you got you guys know what you're talking about but you guys know what i'm talking about but it's like kind of like uh you know the the whole show spoilers from here on out is a vampire show Mm. um we're in a priest who has been resurrected from uh near death uh by a vampire comes to his small fishing island town uh, well, to spread the good word, and <laughs> he shipped another vampire there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, when he got resurrected, he was in Israel at the time, which I was just like, "Ooh, that's a that's a choice for this show to make." I wonder if they're gonna. And then they were just like, "Yeah, no, we're not gonna say anything more. We don't want to get uh, <laughs> pulled off the air." So. But when he gets sued, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, man. Uh, you hit it on the head. This show uh, draws so many parallels with what's going on right now in the political slash religious sphere and people just needing, not just wanting to, but needing to follow blindly uh, a, doc- a doctrine, something that uh, basically 
uh, justifies their beliefs. And that's what made this show so scary because a lot of these folks, first of all, they were on this isolated little island, this quaint little town. And uh, for the most part, they all seemed pretty normal, uh, mostly a shipping, uh, sorry, a fishing village. And they were all just trying to survive, go through day to day. They went to church. Uh, they were a community. And then slowly, as this uh, pastor in his reincarnated form comes back to the town, everybody and everything just becomes more and more radicalized. And there, some people go willingly. Some people are kind of intellectually dragged into it, um, especially with, and, and I'm always bad with names on shows like this, but the the assistant to the pastor who was just like an absolute acolyte. Oh, Beverly Keen? Oh my God. Oh, that she, fucking asshole Beverly Keen. She was able to weave any sort of action as justified yeah. through the, through her knowledge of the Bible and it was frightening because it's just like this person I could walk into any church and this might be controversial but I don't I don't think it is I don't I could walk into any church in middle America and find Beverly sitting right there yeah agreed no, many Beverly's sitting right there yes yeah. <laughs> I mean I mean um Jamie you're a heathen you you uh I'm a Viking <laughs> Don't badger the guests. <laughs> what did you think of the religious aspect of uh, uh, of the show? You know, it went over my head a bit because I'm not that religious. Right, so. right, right. But I mean, like you know, um, you were kind of raised within the faith ish. Yes, but I, being raised in the faith, I was, you know, I rebelled against it. Right, mm-hmm. but was it because of the, the the? I mean, like you know the. Nah, my parents didn't give a fuck either. Oh, so. okay, all right, gotcha. All I right. was more interested in like the architecture of the church. Oh, okay. And like the guy playing playing the piano, I was like, that's so fucking amazing. <laughs> Who <laughs> cares <laughs> about the body of Christ? <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Okay. <laughs> all right. How often? How often would uh, your family go to church? Not, was it like Easter see, and Christmas? Or? Yeah, we we're. They didn't really give a fuck. Okay. So that's the thing. It was like. I think my, my granddad was really into it. He's Irish. He went there, but he didn't push it on anybody. So then okay. that was a degradation to my okay. mom who didn't really give a fuck. Right. And we were just doing it out of like obligation. Mm. Okay. It was right. lost on three metalheads. Like <laughs> <laughs> You and your brothers? Yeah, we're just like, whatever. Last time I went to a church, we're, like, we're taking fucking mescaline and hanging out in the back. Wow. Like, wow, this is cool. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Where was I? <laughs> <laughs> I just appreciated the architecture. That's all. I mean, okay. Yeah. It's a nice place to be, but I didn't give a fuck about, you know, the grander scheme of things. Right. You know. Well, w- with regards to me, because I'm a fellow heathen, I'm just like, uh, I, I kind of, um, uh, the 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 way that um, the priest, uh, w- priest, uh, what, what is, what's the name? Pruitt. Mm. A Monsignor well, Pruitt. Was, um, See, at one point, he kind of freaked the fuck out to everybody. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's the thing is like his the more the show goes on from the first episode on, like the more you get the the sense that um, he's really pushing this message, like this underlying message that uh, the people who attend the church are like soldiers for God. Mm. Right. And that kind of rhetoric 
to me kind of it, it spoke to me because it reminded me of all the things that um uh, turns me off about organized religion mm. where it's well, just like the problem the organization of it is the issue yeah. yeah but um you know when they when somebody's up there and they're at the pulpit and they're just like pointing the finger and they're just like you need to believe you need to believe because it, we're warriors in the in this war against uh, what is this, spawn yeah <laughs> <laughs> basically uh, i mean like like uh, like i i, I don't know uh, but but there are sermons like that there are like preachers yep. who 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 preach yeah it's a mix kind of like, like, i feel like there are probably some that are more open minded for like, no sure. of course yeah, yeah. sure yeah, not yeah. the shit in them all the way but. it's it's but the, but those fire and brimstone type tend to be the loudest yeah, and yeah. they get they're more like so much attention well, i they mean they got the people who just follow what you said just blindly because they want to be thunk for yeah absolutely true but but speaking to the whole fire and brimstone thing like i um i follow this channel on youtube called telltale and it's this former jehovah witness who um basically left the faith he's an atheist now and he talks about the the dangers and pitfalls of organized religion mostly jehovah witnesses but he will speak about every aspect of christianity or islam or anything that goes to the extreme and he was showing this video of this christian pastor this is very recent only a few weeks ago preaching in his church talking about you know the lgbtq movement is filth and shouldn't be taught in schools and yeah, not, not all good. this all this sort of stuff and he sounded just like pruitt you know basically making himself out to be like this soldier like i'm i i have holy um, I have a holy purpose to speak on this. I am a protector. It's like, no, you're, you're just preaching hate. But this is how these people suck yeah, other I, people in. They stand there. They quote Chris Cornell. They stand there in a Jesus Christ pose. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's a good one. That's a fucking good one. Um, that might be the song of the week. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, they, they do that. Uh, it also reminds me kind of of how this, this, the, the, the show in general now, now that you said that, reminded me of how uh, evangelical uh, pastors from the United States go to Africa mm. and they start spewing the evangelical brand of t- trademarked hatred that uh, is so prevalent here in the in middle America. And they bring it over there and they poison mm. people's minds with that. And create new fo- like new evangelicals, new followers, new new like soldiers for the faith mm. out there. Um, kind kind of like in the show where it's just like you know they're just like we we have all like the the Pru- Monsignor Pruitt's like I have all the answers and how you know how I know all, all the answers. Bang! You know you don't walk. I'm a vampire. Now. Uh-huh. What, what? Yep. <laughs> well, it depends. I guess your upbringing, right? Like my parents did a good job. Did not do a good job of us following. Right. Mm. They're like, here's some stuff. I'm like, whatever. Right. <laughs> Slayer. The, <laughs> <laughs> but the the symbolism of performing miracles in the in this show, um, and it translating to real life, it it it, it basically uh, points me to the aspect of organized religion in real life that they provide they provide this sort of epiphany without the lead up to it and people are so uh enamored by the epiphany whether it be um you know 
quote unquote Jews will not replace yeah. us or the left is evil or any other of the shit that they spout they espouse, people will follow that when they already feel something like that. If they feel they can connect it to their suffering or to whatever pre existing feeling there is, and will never question what's behind it. And same thing like in this show. This young woman was able to yeah. walk out of nowhere. She'd been wheelchair bound for years. And everybody, her included, you know, and it's hard not to be swept up in that. Everybody in the church is just like, it's a miracle, this, then, the other. And meanwhile, you know, there are very, maybe a handful of people who are just like, how the fuck does this happen? Even what's his name, Riley, he was just like, it had to have been a, a misdiagnosis. Like, how do people just walk like this and and when he was talking to the monsignor he was just like you're telling me god will let this little girl walk which is which is great but let another kid somewhere else get murdered for no reason yeah. like where where's the reason and and you can't just tell me that god works in mysterious ways because like why else, why spare this child and not another i i think that point was also raised by the sheriff who played by like uh, the 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 actor's name is I I hope I'm pronouncing this right Rahul Cohill, mm. um, mm-hmm. where he basically he basically said what you just said he was like why you know it's really fucking unfair that uh, this god is able to make uh, some people walk mm. and then meanwhile you know yeah, but he's in other parts of the world it's like what kind of yeah, god but is he's that? like vilified because by that whatever her name was yeah by Beverly Keen. Because like the way he looks, yeah. yeah. But again, I guess the setting of the show, like a Stephen King type of show, it's a small town. That small yes, town, that's right. that fest, that mindset festers in a small town. Yep. Yeah, I can't judge this. We live in New York City, so it's like, you know, I don't know how that even survives. Like you can't. That's that that mindset can't survive in a city, mm. but it can survive in a desolate small town of four hundred people. Yeah, of course, but you know, like. You know, and, you know, and that's where that kind of mentality yeah, grows. Like, it grows there. Right? Yeah. yeah. Where like, you know, in the flyover states, you know, where where like, you know, basically industry has forgotten them because mm. like, yeah, uh, because exactly. of the true corruption of the uh, that exists within the well, United States. What do you think states. the vampires represent? Um, <laughs> I think the vampires <laughs> represent Amazon. <laughs> 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 just come in to suck the lifeblood out of like you know uh, a small thr- uh, struggling town you know uh, but um the vampire in my opinion represents the inherent evil that exists in mankind yeah. which can only which can only f- uh, fester and grow if it is given a path to because we originally find this vampire just in a cave in the desert in a place where almost nobody would go. The Monsignor only happened upon him. Yeah. He didn't go looking for him. And then because he, he was able to come across him in a weakened state, wasn't able to resist him. That's how it spreads. And to speak to uh, Jamie's point, like, yeah, this kind of thought doesn't really survive in a city, but cities have small towns within themselves. They're just called, you know, smaller communities or cliques. You know, we, we live in a city. We're next to every kind of person that you can imagine on earth. 
but we still see the bullshit in the city as well. You know, yeah. we still see people who have that Trumpian kind of thought, that racist kind of thought. Like, it's it's we're not immune to it. You know. Yeah. Uh, and that's that that's a really good you know observation with regards to what the angel represents you mm-hmm. know because I, I I I honestly was just like um, to me it did feel a little bit like Trumpism mm-hmm. and maybe that's me just reading way too much into the into the the show but it did feel like um, the priest is like he's like Trump he's like give it giving people this false sense of hope where I it's mean, just like Brit. Or, yeah, Pruitt. Well, Pruitt kind of changes, though. Yeah, he Trump changed. never changes. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But Trump was basically selling this message where he's like, I have all the answers. You know, though all those people who said that you were, f- like, that you guys are, are forgotten or fools, like, that, like, we're going to get them in the end. And, uh, and you know... Um, you know, basically stage a January 6th thing within the church. Mm, and, yeah, yeah. uh, Ooh. and he's, he's, uh, the, the, the Monsignor Pruitt is basically spouting this, th- these words of promise, but really the whole thing is backed by this darkness. Like there is an evil sinister force behind everything that is manipulating everyone uh, without them even knowing what's mm. happening. So, you know, because before that everyone knows it, they're just like, wait a minute, I'm a vampire. You know, <laughs> we're the, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> oh man. That's, I think a, I just killed my mom. You know, it's like yeah, that guy. That's, that's an ending that might be, uh, telling the future. That's the thing, because in real life, we haven't gotten to that point yet with Trumpism. We haven't well, gotten to the point where people, where there's this awakening where people just like, Oh shit. We've just been had the very thing we think Which is, is making us strong is literally killing us. They're on that. They're like, they're just fucked at the end. Mm. Everyone yeah. fell into it and they were just like, I don't know what's going on. And they literally burn. They literally couldn't do anything yeah. about it. They were just like, they sold a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. And, uh, you know? Yeah. And the, the only thing, the only saving grace for only a handful of them was knowing that at least our children got away. At least our children have a chance, even though we fucked up. They acknowledge that in that show. That last episode. Yeah. Totally. Was, uh, Especially with that haunting final line, like where he, the girl is like, I can't feel my legs. Like the, the promise of a better world was just suddenly taken away. It's just like, no, no, no. This is how things are. Like, mm. like this is just like, this is reality. You, what you were, you were living in a dream world, Neo, you know, um, and now you really have to deal with the fallout of whatever, uh, whatever, you know, yeah. bullshit happened when, when the adults just went wild. Um, On this island with a raging yeah. demon vampire. Yeah. That, I guess, got lit up a little bit at the end there, right? Mm. <laughs> oh, he de- I think he, uh, he definitely died. He what, died. What are your yeah. thoughts? I was, yeah, I think so, because he was, didn't his, like, ash like fall down yeah Yeah. that's what i was thinking like his ashes fell down on them as they were as they were paddling out i think the ashes were from everybody on the island who simultaneously spontaneously combusted damn it's dark um but hey i think that i no, i think that's (laughs) what it is because that that all that flame and all that pressure and heat probably sent their ashes into the air and and out onto the ocean i think they purposely Left the um, the angle with the angel open ended to 
again, in keeping with the metaphor of the darkness of mankind uh, being like, you know, you can do something to to fight it and even weaken it. But is it ever really gone? You never really know. Right. You know? I don't, I don't know. I, I definitely think that the angel is dead because um, the everyone's power was tied to the angel. Mm. And the girl uh, saying that she can't feel her legs anymore to me was just like, oh, the angel never made it to shore. I think everybody's power was tied to the sacrament that came from the angel. And it was established a little earlier that once the... Once somebody's hit with the sunlight, that sacrament is sort of dissolved. If your blood has too much of that sacrament in it, then you burn. Then you burn up. But for the people who only had like one drink, the people who only drank the sacrament and didn't um, take it like on subsequent Sundays over and over and over and over again, uh, they managed to somehow be okay. I'm trying to think of... Uh, one example that might have happened. It's the blood of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> there there was there was In one a different way. <laughs> I forget who it was, but um but Sorry. it was the it was the doctor explaining it in the office that kind of crystallized it to me. It's just like there's something in the blood. If you have it in low amounts, the sun will kind of burn it away. If you have too much of, of it in your blood, then you'll combust like Riley did on the boat. Can we can we acknowledge that moment by the way with Riley bursting into flames on the boat i was destroyed by that (laughs) (laughs) that episode was it's it's an episode where like i i can't help but feel like the the filmmaker mike flanagan delighted in in being like no it's brutal fuck you you know (laughs) deal with it um this is like the most metal ending ever it's just like (laughs) (laughs) credits are rolling (laughs) screaming throughout the entire credits well, i like how they start too like because that character was like drunk driver shit right yeah you know, like human mistakes oh yeah 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 it just um, kills somebody and like, and then you, he has her fucking spooky ghost yeah hanging around which kind of fucked me up for a couple of days yeah <laughs> where it's just like every time the la- the the red and blue headlights would start shining uh for one, I would I was like, how did the cops get inside his room? <laughs> and then I was just like, oh no, I'm an idiot. It's a ghost. Um, but uh, but yeah, that that the ghost design is so spooky and effective. Yes. So um, I I was I I, I love this fucking show. I, yeah, I love what it, it had to time. say. Yeah. Um, but it, it just it just felt like an indictment of organized religion, uh, and I was like, good. I, I like uh, yeah. shows that kind of like uh, make that kind of challenge because it's like uh, it, it like whenever the again, whenever the Monsignor would preach, I kept feeling like he was like a Joel Olstein. Right. Oh, boy. Well, we don't know like, about Joel Olstein with his plumber finding oh, a bunch of money, man. Wait, wait, wait. Are you wait, kidding wait, me with wait. that shit? <laughs> wait, wait. Tell, I, I don't know about this news. Can you really? guys? Uh, yeah. Can you I guys don't know the full in? story. Some plumber was working in his mega church mm-hmm. of vampires. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> They found a whole bunch of money in a wall. Okay. O- over s- over $600,000. Like checks and stuff that was reported stolen like eight years ago. Yeah. And they just fucking, and somehow they made it. Whoa. Okay. There must have been some former contractor or 
who knows maybe somebody on the Osteen team who took those uh, who took all those these are donations that come in from the parish you know when they of course when they tithe people who you just know blindly follow yeah fucking those poor saps who like get get built Osteen just exploits them yeah um, well, it's, stands it's, there. it's the prosperity gospel. It's 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 unfortunate that like I don't know like why is this story not a bigger story? Yeah, it does mm. feel like it got overshadowed by like Nancy Reagan's dead and the, like or I was like Bob Dole or whatever. Twenty sixteen. Okay, I thought I, it was a lo- I thought it was a long time ago. I yeah. thought I was going crazy because I was just like she just died. I thought she. See, that's did. Pavel like is is indoctrinating us to his uh, beliefs. Uh, like uh, Pruitt. Yeah. Stop being like Pruitt. All right, I'm still going to stop being like Pruitt. I'm sorry. I, I'm wonder sorry. Why, I was wondering why my beer is red tonight. <laughs> yes, Anne Rice died today, though. <laughs> I've decided this is I, Dracula. I've, I've tricked you all. Damn it, Dracula. If you wanted to be on the show, all you had to do was ask. Well, you left me outside when it was very cold and there is no Wi-Fi. <laughs> Oh my God. I will leave now. <laughs> hey, you're in bearage, I will so. go down to the three jolly pigeons. <laughs> Get the nightcap. Goodbye. <laughs> wow, Dracula's gone. Anyway. <laughs> I question if there's a bunch of vampire crews like like the Lost Boys in Bearage at times. What, what, yeah. are you, what are you talking about? The Lost Boys, you know, old school... Uh, 80s film. No, I know that, but um, they're running around Bay Ridge. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be great. They should they should uh, make another uh, Lost Boys and, and set it in Bay Ridge. Hey, we're gonna play stickball. You know, <laughs> and suck some blood. Hey, forget about it. Um, oh God! Ugh. Sorry. Go hang out under the Verizon Bridge, the Narrows. Oh. That's what the subtitle to the to the movie is called: "The Lost Boys, The Narrows." <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, um, but, um, but uh, I hope that they don't ruin Midnight Mass with uh, a well, second. Be another one, right? I don't think there should be. I really, it, I mean, on Netflix it had limited series, so I'm hoping that the creators and powers that be were just like, we just want to tell a story. If this does well, great. Let us do something else, not a second season. I, I don't feel like it's necessary. They tied it up. In a bow, pretty much. Yeah, it's just like Cowboy Bebop. It's like, you know what? We oh said what God. we had to say <laughs> with the first season. And but now John canceled. Show has to has other better things to do with this time. And I mean that completely seriously. John Show, you have better things to do. <laughs> don't don't dwell on uh you know, on Cowboy Bebop. Bebop. You know. But uh oh, well. glad that show's over. <laughs> <laughs> And please go watch Midnight Mass. Yes. Yes, Enjoy. absolutely. It's um, a massacre. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend that show. That that guy, um, Mike Flanagan, really nails down, even when he's not doing Stephen King adaptations, because he did Doctor Sleep. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, he, he's a big fan of Stephen King, so everything kind of feels like a Stephen he's got King. That. Slow vibe going on. Yeah, the Maine. slow vibe, small town. Yeah, it's not set in Dairy, Maine. It's, yeah. <laughs> they're all set in fucking Nowheresville. But uh, uh, thank God, uh, M Night Shyamalan didn't make this movie. Oh God, if it was M Night Shyamalan, <laughs> what would have been the twist? 
uh, the twist would have been that the rest of the world was already vampires. (laughs) (laughs) You're the monsters. And we're in Pennsylvania instead. Oh, shit. Philadelphia. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, You were were Frankenstein. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Slight. Like the, like that movie old sucked. That movie old got old. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. I think. I think. I'm I'd gonna... rather watch Days of Our Lives. God wow. damn. With the you know, I'm sorry. The hourglass thing they were right, doing. Right, right, right. Because you're progressively getting old, as opposed yeah. to the subtext is there. Right. Yeah, I try. I, I, I wanna. <laughs> I want. I want to preserve the chance for myself to get angry on my own. So. Okay. So don't okay. spoil it for me. No, no, no. I won't say any spoilers for it. You can watch old on your own time. Um, <laughs> Are they all babies at the end? Is that the twist? No, no, no. no. You okay. just have to watch it. You, I, right. I'm not going to say anything. You know. Cool. This bag of chips is way more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> bowl of chips. My bad. Yeah, get get your fucking chip presentation right. It's a bowl, not a bag. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> fuck. Um, can't recommend that that uh, that show enough. But um, um, like I said, I'm not not a fan of organized religion. Um, and I think none I, of us are, right? Well, huh? Me neither. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I've I, I've got very heavy critiques about organized religion. So yeah, okay, so we're all sort of on the same boat. Okay, good, good, good. I was knee deep in it, young, but didn't work. It yeah, seemed, with me, it, it seemed didn't, like a good vibe, really but. Yeah, it didn't stick either. It didn't seem like it was. Mm. It, it depends just, on your parents. Like, if they don't care, then you don't care. Well, so. the whole thing is that, like, the the thing that was just like, I don't think I want to go and like throw my money into a plate and yeah, support no. yeah. uh, people who know that there is a um, uh, uh, child molesting epidemic among the priesthood, mm. and they just move them around like they're fucking cops. Yeah. You know? Ooh. I never had that problem. I know my parents, I'm not going to say the names, but my place I went to had, was accused of a bunch of shit. Oh, mm. really? But like I never the, seen it. Like the, the, the church that you used to uh, visit? Uh, yes, or, when I was sitting in some kind of pew with another person when I was like 10. I didn't, nothing happened to me, so I don't know. Mm. Okay, mm. all right. Yes, but I heard that place, you know, had a yeah. few people on that list that was released a bunch of years ago. Whoa, Jeez. really? Yeah. Jeez, man. And did they just move them to a different... I don't know. Holy I shit. just was like... I was talking to some random dude at 10. Just say all fathers. I was like, okay. I said it wrong, and they left. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Really? Yeah, did they, they, wait, wait, wait. Did they try to keep you there? <laughs> Not really. I didn't really have any bad experiences, really. So I couldn't say. Okay. It wasn't uh, like a dark ad- chapter in the adventures of young Jamie. No, it was definitely like a. I would definitely write a comic book about it, though. Really? <laughs> what? It wasn't See, really I, that exciting, I would though. totally read. What? What? It's not that exciting, though, but I didn't have any bad experience with it, so I don't. Right. Like, personally, right. like outside of my experiences, I heard that some stuff but, wasn't great. But did you know, like, did you know people who were? Or? I didn't know any people, but I, when I read that document, the names on the list. I knew some. You people. you knew some of the yes. names on the list. I knew I knew somebody who yeah. was unfortunately touched by a priest. Um, oh, and uh, it really affected this friend of mine. Uh, and they had to they went th- they went to therapy for years over it. It was 
it was a pretty traumatic uh, experience. But from what I understood at the time, there were very little, if any, consequences that were visited upon upon this priest. Um, and it was it's protected. I mean, right? it, it was yeah. yeah it, Pretty much protected, and even back then, uh, before you know our sensibilities matured and everything, I I just knew on a on a guttural level, like man, this is so beyond wrong. Like not just the wrong of the incident itself, but you got this sense that there's something systemic going on before you even knew yes. about the word systemic. Um, so it was, uh, yeah, it's it's a long-standing black mark on the church. I th- yeah, you know what? You just brought up a good point. Like, it, yeah. it, to me, it does feel like it's... Something th- was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it y'all. does feel like <laughs> it's the first feeling that you sense that a system isn't working. Mm. Like, it's like something really weird is happening, and you're not... Like, I'm pretty... I'm almost pretty certain some shit went down at my parish, too. Mm. So, um... So, but again, no names were ever released. Mm. Just like one day a priest was there and then it gone. So I was like, what happened to father so-and-so? Um, and they were just like, yeah, he left, you know, they were just like, uh, but we have a new preacher coming down, you know? Um, and, uh, so I, I, I was like, uh, that's, that, that's really weird. And then like, uh, you know, I would find out from other, from like this, the, my fellow school kids that were just like, you know, father so-and-so was fucking touching this, this person, this person, blah, blah, blah. So I was just like, is that true? But I, this was out years after the fact. Mm. Um, yeah. I never, never had that like while I was there. Yeah. Cause I stopped going to church after like 15, like we didn't give a fuck. Right. But like, did it's you weird. have? To, did you have to announce it to your parents, or did you? Just no, my parents them? didn't give a. F- my father didn't even know what grade I was in. <laughs> <laughs> my my parents are going through. Did you graduate high school yet? No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck are you talking yeah. to me for? My, <laughs> yeah, my parents are the worst at trying to make us like religious. Didn't work. But like, I would mean, go there out of obligation. Right. Like, okay, we go to church. I'm listening, like, watching Thundercats. And listen to Metallica. I'm like, and I go watch, go to church. I'm like, this is cool architecture. Mm. That's right. all I cared about. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> like, I didn't care what the hell was going on. You're right. And then we went to some like Catholic school after regular school. It's called CCD. Right. What was and the CCD for? Like religious teaching. Okay. Wow. But I was like, whatever. <laughs> okay. You know, and like, yeah, no, it didn't really affect. It didn't work. <laughs> whatever they were trying to push, it didn't work. Right. But it didn't work for me. So. I, I went to a, I also went to a, like a prep school that was run by Franciscan monks. And, you know, if you're in the Queens area, you'll probably know which one I'm talking about listeners. Uh, but it like, it just came out that all those monks were like molesting kids oh, on campus. And, and this is the kind of like thing where I'm like, it really like after a while it starts to like, it starts to inform my opinion of systemic abuse, right? Where it's just like, what other systems are out there that are working uh, that are like, are just turning a blind eye to corruption. And we see that all the time now. It's like, it's, it's more visible than ever. It's like the police, 
pol- politicians. Like nothing seems to be working. The Jedi, yeah, yeah, the je- uh, fucking Jedi, dude. Fucking Jedi, are another bunch of religious. Yeah, I'm telling, I'm, I'm, telling you, uh, I, I'm just gonna <laughs> say this. Uh, uh, those younglings, uh, the first uh, when they saw Anakin, that wasn't the first time they saw an adult that uh, they couldn't trust. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you I'm think saying. Plo Kloon is like you know? Uh, listen to his name, Plo Kloon. You don't think he's doing something? <laughs> Sounds too much like Plow. You know what uh, I'm saying? Oh anyway. Jesus! <laughs> this episode. Leave that in. Leave it in. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it was weird though, like. Growing up, was like the first time I read the Bible was because of Brooklyn College. That's really? Class, they taught us the Bible. What are you talking about? In Brooklyn College. At Brooklyn College. Yes. Wait, was it was it a class taught by Beverly Keene? No, it was. I think it was. He was a Jewish teacher. Okay. Wow. And I, that's how I read the Bible. And I was like, great. What? For what class was this? I don't was know. Was, like, I guess I can't remember. But we were the the, the text of the of this class was the bible it got me into reading like the quran and like you know um oh okay a bunch of other so, stuff so it was like uh but like like a theology class almost yes but reading the bible made me completely i was like fuck this yeah well wow. there's so many things in the bible that are so uh, that that may that like kind of speak to the hypocrisy of the modern like just a bunch neoconservative yeah, yeah. because in the bible it's like shit it's like the newspaper at the time, really. Yeah. Mm. But it was like in the Bible, it's like being gay is a sin until it's not. And mm. then it's like, uh, okay. And then it's like abortion is a sin until it's not. And I'm just like, this is, this book is like so, like there is, there is a passage in the Bible where it's just like, it's okay to have an abortion. Totally yeah. okay. But, you know, you'll, you'll talk to your everyday, you know, neoconservative or evangelical who's like, you know, they're like a bored again, you know, kind of like religious fanatic who just skips over those parts because they're just inconvenient to their worldview. Very true. Yeah. Very, very true. Yeah. The only that, that doing that just made me read a bunch of other religious texts. That was about it. Like what? Oh, the Quran and the yeah. um, uppish. Up, I can't remember. I forgot the name because it's been a while. Right. The, um, you know, Buddhism stuff and Hinduism. Cool. But none of it really stuck right <laughs> i just read oh. it as a right right I'm a, you're actually, like uh, i'm like i'm trying to get X-Men. through this class let me see if i can get the crypt no, notes it, on it this did, shit it didn't make me read other books that's all it did okay not that those other books really stuck right <laughs> except for maybe like i wasn't reading like lord X-Men of the rings shit, trilogy so, yeah what? exactly right. I was more interested in lord of the rings <laughs> like yeah exactly <laughs> should like start way more interested in lord of the rings you should than, start a religion off of that it's just like hello all my fellow Fellowshippers, <laughs> which I'm sure there is, though. Yeah, I'm sure. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's how silly it is. Like, I love the uh, I love the poem behind the ring. It's, you know, yeah. one ring to rule them all, one ring to guide them, one ring to bring them all, and in the darkness bind, bind them. them. Oh, like that's some dirty. epic shit right there. Yeah. Every time I hear, yeah. the, every time I hear. The- <laughs> yeah, the look you gave me just now it was that's what it was saying. You fucking nerd. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but every time I hear that 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 opening, uh, you know, passage to the movie, because I know I I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not the opening passage to the book. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get technical here. <laughs> <laughs> the opening passage to the book, but um, 
but uh, every time I hear it, it's like the most metal thing I've ever heard. It's yeah. like in the darkest binder. Binder. <laughs> Go to the Misty Mountains, you know. Margroth. <laughs> Frodo. Yeah, that was my religion. It was whatever fucking Frodo, whatever Gandalf's religion was, was what I was more interested in. Yeah. It's like you can you can't uh, speak to you know Psalms or like Revelations, but you can. He was like quote the Cimmerillion. That's the Bal Balgroth of Mordor. Run! <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck out of here! And with that, we're gonna get the fuck out of here. Oh, I think right. that's a good place to cap it. So, from all of us here uh, this week on uh, this is on the show, show. I'm Pav. And I'm Ernesto. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes on Woo. Radio Free Brooklyn yeah. with our special guest, Jamie Verrame. Yeah. The Hand of RVT. The Hand of RVT. That is the official title. <laughs> so while you're out there walking around with that official title, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the Week. You love would be too much, or you'll be left. 